How are you guys doing tonight? Somebody's tired. Somebody says tired. Somebody's, somebody's okay. Everybody else, how's everybody else doing? Good? Okay, awesome. It's Friday night. I honestly look forward to this night. This is like every, every of course, everyone's looking forward to Friday because they don't have to work, but, you know, I, I look forward to Friday because, because of youth and uh, just awesome. Um, we had our, uh, our missionaries to Mexico. They maybe crossed the border. They crossed the border. They got across the border. And Noah got across the border, right? Woo, Noah got across the border. All right. That's good. We should, uh, you know, thank God for that. Uh, they didn't have to jump over any fences. No, they're good. Okay. All legal. Over the river. Okay. They did, oh, they didn't tell us. All right. But we have a, uh, we have a progress report uh, from Marina. She's going to share kind of what happened. Just I know they're going to talk about it uh, later next week when they come back. I know it was awesome. Uh, that's all I heard. And uh, Marina's going to tell us ex- uh, something more in detail. Yes, so if you could, uh, thank you. Come on, I'm not preaching. <laughs> okay, um, preach it. <laughs> no, somebody else is going to preach. Okay, um, ой, не знаю, такая радость переполняет. У вас, у кого сегодня хорошее настроение? У кого плохое? Все равно, даже если хорошее или плохое, все равно ты в правильном месте. Аминь? Когда мы закончим молодежь, уверена, что у вас будет тоже хорошее настроение. Окей, небольшой репорт, да. Наши мексиканцы служили очень много, то есть расточили себя, подарили все, что должны были подарить, ездили по деревням очень много. Ожидаемые вот это количество людей, которым они должны были служить, it's double or triple, то есть они очень многие... А, да, и, в общем, ожидалось, если они приходили на какое-то собрание, ожидалось, какое, ну, ну, что ожидали, то есть получали намного больше, в два раза больше людей приходило, слава Богу. Да, люди очень, очень были открыты, мексиканцы, они в этот раз поехали без, ну, ну, без бабы, да, вот это, бабы Микки, но такое ощущение было, сначала, не знаешь как, вроде бы нету такого, знаешь, соединяющего звена, там, баб, но... Как только вот этот ice break, break, break произошел, все, полилось. Как будто они вот с нашей церкви, как будто мы с, с их культуры, просто, я не знаю, соединение как-то, я не знаю, душ произошло. И вот они так сильно открылись им, и, и наши тоже, очень здорово. А пастор очень сильно той церкви, которая недавно, они, кстати, открыли эту церковь, очень молодая. Но он говорит, что мне настолько нужно было, чтобы вот вы приехали, вот именно в тот момент. Он ожидал, он, они принимали его, они, ну, нашу молодежь, и ну, всем тем, что они делились, для них это было настолько refreshing. Они говорили, нам нужно было слышать это, ну, вот это слово, вот эти откровения. Потом а, вот этот пастор даже, он очень сильно благодарил, говорит, что просто как подняли руки, знаешь, вот за общением даже за столом. Эти вот, может быть, простые откровения, которые для нас, я, я серьезно говорю, мы в такой церкви находимся, как будто мы не пьем молоко, а вот сливками питаемся только сверху. Вот я не знаю, вот я не знаю, любой из вас, который поехал бы, он, у нас было бы чем поделиться, потому что у нас столько много есть чего вот сказать. И порой мы даже ну, не, не осознаем то, что у нас есть. Служили в детском доме, там тоже 
после служения, может быть, они еще немножко поделятся, они еще раз убедились в том, что, наверное, больше они не служат, вот Господь не призвал нас служить гуманитарно, то есть помощь какую-то, да, там, финансовую давать, но именно вот discipleship, поднимать лидеров там. Вот еще раз они убедились в том, что вот это именно, вот с таким словом они должны ехать и поднимать там лидеров, служителей, поднимать им, знаешь, ну вот вдохновлять их, наставлять их именно теми откровениями, которые мы получили здесь. Чудо еще такое, что они, ну, Рамиль свидетельствовал, плохо было слышно, интернет очень плохо работал, но то, что я уловила, он говорит, что такое единство, Спасибо всем, кто молился. На самом деле единство, это чудо. Говорит, каждый делал свою работу, каждый никому, никто друг другу не мешал. Вещи, которые мы, они не могли кто-то сделать из них, другой делал, дополнял. Они дополняли друг друга, работая как один организм. Вот я не знаю, никаких споров, ничего, such, such a maturity. Просто удивительно, Такая вот, такое смирение у каждого, говорит, у каждого, Рамиль рассказывал, просто такой трепет, и они все помогают друг другу и работают как один. И маленькое такое свидетельство, Рамир рассказал, одна девушка, женщина, она разведенная была. И говорит, после одной проповеди про семьи, я не помню, кто проповедовал, говорит, эта девушка, говорит, свидетельствовала после, говорит, я знаете, говорит, очень сильно мучилась, говорит, у меня маленькая дочка, и говорит, я переживала за себя, что я не устроена без мужа. Я, я переживала за дочку, у которого нет отца, говорит, я ну, сильно думала, ну, нужно влияние мужчины в доме. Но, говорит, после этой проповеди я сделала решение. Я знаю, что это только от Бога может прийти. Говорит, я сильное решение сделала, служить Господу. Мне все равно, говорит, если у меня муж или у меня нет его, я буду полноценной матерью, я буду полноценной служительницей Божьей и полноценной женщиной, говорит. И слава Богу за это. И она очень утвердилась в Господе. И она говорит, пойду, я буду идти дальше, буду служить Господу без всяких сомнений, без всякого чувства такого, что я что я, не знаю, нуждаюсь, нуждаюсь вот, ну, в мужчине в своей жизни. Если, и говорит, если Господу будет угодно, то я выйду замуж, не будет никаких проблем. Вот. Ну вот такой кратце. Я тоже услышал, что один из сервисов, Like, what was it, like 200 people come? Was that? Oh, that was to Yogi Bear, okay. Three, four hours long, the services? Yeah, okay, yeah, that's what I heard. All the services were three, four hours long. So uh, we'll see, maybe we'll go three, four hours today, I don't know. Um, <laughs> uh, so I'm kind of excited. I got a word from God, and I'm excited to share it tonight. Um, <clears throat> I know Sunday, uh, who heard the message on Sunday? Who was here? All right. Uh, anybody here Monday as well? Who heard Monday's message? Oh, it was uh, it was something. I mean, uh, just about it was about the last days. And honestly, it was kind of interesting because uh, a couple weeks ago I was thinking about. It, I was like, man, uh, I haven't heard a message about the last days in a long time. And and I was just thinking about it. And then we just heard two messages in a row from Pastor and Evgeny uh, Nefyodov uh, and. You feel those uncle, and it was like, man, it was it was powerful. Um, and I don't know, I don't know about how you guys uh, kind of took it. I know for us, we're young, we're like, man, you know, Jesus coming back. Come on, I want to, you know, grow up and and you know, get married, have a house, all that kind of stuff. Uh, but it's but it's good, you know. It's it's uh, 
we have to remember that Jesus is coming back. I remember when I was small, I would always, uh, you know, some somehow ended up where I'm by myself, and I'm like, oh, no, Jesus came back. He took my parents, and I'm by myself. <laughs> and uh, and I, I remember I just, that, that took me back to that time. Uh, but, you know, Jesus is coming back, and we have to be ready. We have to keep ourselves pure. And uh, But tonight, I'm not going to, that's not my message. Um, <clears throat> I have a different message uh, from God tonight. And uh, let's, let's just pray and invite the Holy Spirit just to speak to us. God, we thank you for, for your word. God, we thank you, Jesus, for, for your spirit that's, that's among us. God, we pray that you would speak to us tonight. God, we pray that you would uh, just let, let, let that word sink deep into our heart. God, let your word change us. God, let your word uh, just make us holy. God, let your word just bring, bring us closer to you. Holy Spirit, we pray that you would speak to us tonight. God, I pray that the word would go forth with power. God, I pray that you would... God, that you would that you would anoint me, God, to speak your word, God. I might I might not be God. I might not be anything, God. But but let just use me tonight to preach your word, Holy Spirit. Speak to every single one of us, God. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. All right. So uh, if you could please turn to First Corinthians, chapter six. First Corinthians, chapter six, verse twenty. I know when I when somebody ever says a uh, Bible scripture. They have to say it a couple times or else I forget. I don't know if anybody else like that. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll, I'll hear the, the uh, especially if it's like a Russian translation. It's like Chronicles. And what is it in Russian? Yeah, and then I'll hear it and then I'm like, okay. By the time I think what it is in, in English, he's already on to the next uh, Bible scripture. So, I, so I, I repeat a couple times just so you know. First uh, Corinthians chapter 6, starting from verse 12. And I'm going to read down to verse 20, 1 Corinthians 6, 12. Okay, it says, You say I'm allowed to do anything, but not everything is good for you. And even though I'm allowed to do anything, I must not become a slave to anything. You say food was made for the stomach and stomach for food. This is true, though someday God will do away with both of them. But you can't say that our bodies were made for sexual immorality. They were made for the Lord, and the Lord cares about our bodies. And God will raise us from the dead by his power, just as he raised our Lord from the dead. Don't you realize that your bodies are actually parts of Christ? Should a man take his body, which is a part of Christ, and join it to a prostitute? Never. And don't you realize that if a man joins himself to a prostitute, he becomes one body with her? For the scriptures say the two are united into one. But the person who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Run from sexual sin. No other sin so clearly affects the body as this one does. For sexual immorality is a sin against your own body. Don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? You do not belong to yourself, for God bought you with a high price. So you must honor God with your body. <clears throat> and the, the topic that, that I'm going to talk about today, the, the message is called, You Are the Temple of the Holy Spirit. Um, that uh, God put that on my heart, and I really wanted to just to talk about it, uh, that we are the temple of God. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. In verse 19, it says, Don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, who lives in you and was given to you by God? Who gave us the Holy Spirit? God did. God gave us the Holy Spirit. So it says, don't you realize that your body is the temple 
of the Holy Spirit. Look at somebody say, don't you realize? You got, you got to realize. We got to realize that our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Uh, God gave us uh, our body. And, you know, back in the day, they had, uh, they had temples, Old Testament. They had temples uh, where God would come, right? They had a temple and God would be in that temple. And if you wanted to worship God, you couldn't just do it in a field. You couldn't do it at your house. You had to do it at the temple. They had local temples for cities, and I don't know how often they had them. But uh, they, God said, you can't sacrifice in the open field. You have to come to my temple. And God always, he's always had a temple where he would speak, where God would speak. Uh, if somebody wanted to hear a message from God, where they, would, they wouldn't just go anywhere. They would go to a temple. They would go only to that temple. That's where they hear the message from God. That's where they worship him, at the temple. But God changed it up. Uh, ever since he died for us, he gave us, uh, he gave us an open access into his presence. God ripped open the veil, uh, and, you know, Jesus died, and we are covered with the blood of Jesus. And so now the Spirit of God can now live in us. It's no longer confined to just a temple. It's no longer confined to one place, but it's in us. You know, God, that's how God, God, when he created us, that's what his intention was. He said that, he, that I will walk among them. I will be with them. They're my people. God always wanted to be with us. You know, God, uh, God always initiated uh, contact, initiated a relationship with us. God uh, always, from the beginning, God always initiates a relationship with us. Uh, even in the Garden of Eden, God he, he called out to Adam when Adam was, uh, when, when, they, when him and Eve, when they sinned, uh, God called out to them. And, you know, he came down. It says that he walked in the cool evening breezes. And he would walk with them. He would talk with them. And, you know, when they sinned, God couldn't find them. You know, it says that God came down and he said, where are you? Not that they were so good, you know, at playing hide and go seek. But he found, he couldn't see them because the sin separated them from God. And because they're separated, God, it says God called out to them, Adam, where are you? He couldn't find him. And, but God, God has always initiated contact with people. He's always, he's always been the first to say, where are you? Where, where? God wants to have a relationship with us. That's his, uh, his goal is to have a relationship with us. God, he, he doesn't want us just to be by ourselves somewhere. God wants to be in relationship with us. That's his desire. That's he wants that relationship. He wants to be with us. He wants to talk with us. He wants to live in us. And that's why the Holy Spirit now lives in us. Uh, that's why we have the Holy Spirit, so that God can communicate, that the Holy Spirit can draw us closer to Him. And we're going we're gonna to talk about that in a little bit. Uh, but now we have a responsibility of being a temple of the Most High. Uh, and now let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 6. And... It's kind of interesting how both of these, how it mentions this in 1 Corinthians 6, 2 Corinthians 6. I don't know how that happened, but uh, in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14, it says, Don't team up with those who are unbelievers. How can righteousness be a partner with wickedness? How can light live with darkness? What harmony can there be between Christ and the devil? How can a believer be a partner with an unbeliever? And what union can there be between God's temple and idols? For we are the temple of the living God, as God said. I will live in them and walk among them. I will be their God. 
they will be my people. Therefore, come out from among unbelievers separate your, and separate yourself from them, says the Lord. Don't touch their filthy things, and I will welcome you, and I will be your father, and you will be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. And then chapter 7, verse 1. Because we have these promises, dear friends, let us cleanse ourselves from everything that can defile our body and spirit. Let us work toward complete holiness because we fear God. So uh, God says, I will live among them. I will walk among them. God, God wanted, wants to be with us. Can you imagine if, uh, if Jesus was still alive? Can you imagine? Let's, let's just pretend. Jesus never ascended up to heaven after he died and, and was raised back to life. And he never ascended. So he's 2,000 years old. And uh, he's here living. He's alive. You know, he's going around speaking at, uh, at conferences. He's, you know, doing things. And, you know, people, there's a, there's a sign-up sheet to talk to Jesus. And there's like an 80-year waiting line, you know, to talk to Jesus. And that's the only way that you can talk to Jesus. You know, you go on the waiting line. As soon as you're born, you know, you get signed up on the waiting line. And you're waiting in line to talk to Jesus. Can you imagine you know, you think, you know, getting a new iPhone or something, that's a long waiting line, you know, or, you, you know, you're calling an insurance company or something, that's a long waiting line, you know, 30 minutes. But, can, I mean, can you imagine if Jesus was still alive and we would all have to talk with him and, you know, get our 15 minutes and that's it. That's the only way we can talk with him. You know, that'd be pretty bad. And that's why Jesus said, I'm, I have to go, I have to go to heaven so that the Holy Spirit can, uh, can come down. And, and it says, that because, because we have these promises, because we have these things, let us, uh, in, in chapter 7, verse 1, it says, uh, let us cleanse ourselves from everything that can defile our body or spirit. So anything that can defile our body or our spirit. So it, we, God, God left us a charge to, to make sure that we are, our body and our spirit is not defiled. Now, see, we got a body. Uh, you know, we have... We have uh, this flesh. It's, it's, we, all, we all have this body that, that we use every day. And God said to keep the body holy. You know, God, God said uh, that, we should, that God cares about our body. God cares about our temple. God built the temple. Can you imagine how God builds the temple? It is, I mean, precise detail. Everything is two inches. Uh, you know, he said the ark is 45 inches long by 27 inches high. And with a table that is 36 inches long by 17 or 18 inches, I forget. And it's also 27 inches high. And, uh, you know, he, he said 27 pomegranates on top of the pillars. And, I mean, it's so perfect. It's so precise, the, the temple that was made. It was to the, to the nth, nth degree. And our body, I mean, our body is made uh, just like, like crazy. I mean, if our eyes were in a different place, on our head, we wouldn't be able to. We wouldn't be able to, to hold our balance. We would fall over. I mean, our bodies are made. Uh, they're fearfully and wonderfully made, right? God took care of us when He created our bodies. He just He made it. You know, so we we always complain like, man, I I don't like this about myself. You know, I got big ears, or I got a big nose, or my eyes are weird, or whatever. But God made us. In uh, our bodies are made with such detail. It's crazy, and. <clears throat> You know, God, God cares about our bodies. You know, how much more do we have to care about our own bodies? Amen? Um, and I know it's kind of, it kind of hurts to talk about this, but I think, we, I think we, we, have to, we kind of have to mention this a little bit about our temple, about taking care of our temple, um, eating right. Amen? 
We gotta, we gotta eat right. Uh, I know, I know. This is one of those things. We're youth, you know. We're young. We don't want to, you know. Right now, we can go to McDonald's, no problem. Thirty years from now, you won't be able to go to go to McDonald's just like that. Uh, you know, we have to, we have to watch what we eat, what we eat. Um, you know, you know how they say, shop around the outside of the store, not on the inside part. You know, have you guys ever noticed on the outside part of the store they got good stuff, vegetables, fruits. They got the, the milk, eggs, all that stuff on the outside of the store. On the inside is your, uh, your chips, your, uh, you know, your Winkies, your uh, whatever. All the good stuff that's not good for you. And, you know, I know we all, we all have, you know, times when we eat something, you know, like a big juicy burger, you know, and the, and the juice just dribbles down your chin. And, you know, or... or I don't know. The, 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 girls, the, the girls love the, love the milkshakes and, and, the, and the ice cream, you know, double chocolate, or I don't know. Uh, you know, we, we all eat, from time to time, we all eat something like that. And that's okay, you know, kind of, you know. But for the most part, we have to make sure that we have a good diet, that we eat good stuff, we eat green stuff, we eat fruits, vegetables. That's what, that's what our bodies were created for. Uh, our bodies were created so that uh, they're created for fruits and vegetables, really. And, uh, you know, God, God doesn't want us to leave this earth 20 years earlier because we didn't feed ourselves correctly, right? He doesn't want us to leave our families and make everybody else cry because we, you know, we didn't eat right. You know, exercising, all that good stuff, you know, we, we have to do it because uh, it's, it's part of, it's part of uh, what God, God wants us to, to, to take care of our temple. And, you know, it's we, we have to be fit to to uh, to the kind of to where to where to what we can do to do what you know. All of us have been given different abilities, you know. But to you, to the best of your ability, we have to take care of ourselves. You know, brush your teeth. Uh, you know, what is it? Twice a day is that the minimum? Twice a day, right? And floss, right? Don't forget about floss. You know, people people brush their teeth, but they don't floss. And if you don't floss, you're gonna have problems in the future. Uh, you know, hygiene, all that stuff, all that good stuff. Uh, you know, don't get tattoos because, you know, that's defiling your temple. This kind, all these kinds of things. There's, there's a lot of things that can defile our temple. Uh, one of the things that he says in 1 Corinthians chapter 6 was uh, uh, any sexual sins. That will defile your temple. There's many things that will defile our body. Uh, and then he says, and then it also says to make sure that we don't defile our spirit. And our spirit, there's a lot of things that can defile our spirit. There's a lot of things that, that God is not uh, pleased with. The Holy Spirit is grieved by when we defile our spirit. Uh, sin, it, it defiles our spirit. Uh, you know, all sorts. Right now, if you look around, there's movies and, and, and all kinds of music that will defile your spirit. There's all sorts of things that, that the devil has uh, that will defile our spirit. We have to work uh, toward complete holiness. That's why it says in, in chapter, uh, chapter 7, verse 1, it says, Let us work toward complete holiness because we fear God. Uh, complete holiness, you know, that means outside, inside. Uh, you know, David said, Who can ascend the holy hill of God? Those with clean hands and a pure heart. That means you're holy on the outside, you're holy on the inside. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's more important, you know, holiness starts on the inside but it's also on the outside. What's on the outside reflects what's on the inside. But it starts with the inside. And so we have to make sure that we don't defile, we don't let our spirit be defiled. 
We don't let our body be defiled. We don't let, we are a temple, okay? We always have to remember that we're a temple, that we got to take care of our temple, all right? We got to take care of, because we are a temple of God. We're not just, we're not just, uh, just a body, but we're a temple of God. We got to make sure that we take care of our temple. Amen. We got to tell, tell somebody, take care of your temple. Take care of your temple. You better recognize. And, you know, God, God, uh, he, the Holy Spirit, the reason why we have to take care of our temple is that the Holy Spirit is so easily grieved by, uh, by things, by anything. You know, the Holy Spirit, he is, uh, he, he, he's like a gentleman, okay? He won't make you do anything. I know we sang that song, uh, uh, the Let It Rain song, and uh, it says, take control, you know? Man, I wish the Holy Spirit would take control, but he doesn't take control. He won't make you do anything, you know? You can't just say, Holy Spirit, make me pray. Just make, I want to pray, make me pray. He, do, he doesn't make you do anything because he's, uh, he, he's, he's not, he's not uh, he, won't, he won't go against your will. The Holy Spirit can only work with your, uh, with your desires. The Holy Spirit can only work with what you give him. And he won't make you do something that, that you don't want to do. And so we, he is easily grieved by, by sins, by uh, thoughts by impure thoughts impure uh you know desires in us uh words uh friends that are not right that's why it says in verse in chapter 6 verse 17 it says therefore come out from among unbelievers and separate yourself from them says the lord don't touch their filthy things and i will welcome you i will be your father and you will be my sons and daughters says the lord almighty so god says separate yourself from those other things, from unbelievers. Don't, don't, he said, what harmony can there be between Christ and the devil? So he, he says, you know, we have to be separate. If we want the Holy Spirit, if we want the, if we want to be a temple of the Holy Spirit, we can't just be like everybody else because everybody else doesn't have the Holy Spirit. Everybody else doesn't have something in them. You know, mo- most, most of the people that you see at, at work, at school, they don't have the Holy Spirit and they don't have anything inside of them that would, that would cause them to, you know, to live a holy life. And, you know, we, since we have the Holy Spirit inside of us, we have to make sure that we are living a holy life so not to grieve Him. Um, you know, Catherine, Catherine Coleman, she said, don't grieve the Holy Spirit. He's all I have. Uh, you know, she, she also said, uh, what would I be, well, what would I do if the Holy Spirit wasn't there? For without Him, I am nothing. Uh, you know, we are really, we are, God has given us the Holy Spirit. He's given us the privilege of having the Holy Spirit. And we have to, we have to treasure that. We can't just take that lightly. And now we're going to really get into kind of the, the, the meat of the message. Uh, let's go to John 14. John 14, uh, chap, chapter 14, verse 15. And uh, we're going we're gonna, to, uh, that's the main kind of scripture. John 14. Verse 15. He says, If you love me, obey my commands, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate or comforter or, uh, or counselor who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. The world cannot receive him. I was just talking about that. The world cannot receive him because it isn't looking for him and it doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives with you now 
and later will be in you. No, I will not abandon you as orphans. I will come to you. So Jesus was speaking to the, to the disciples, and he told them, I have to leave, but I'm going to leave someone who I have to leave for him to come. He is the comforter. He's the, he's the advocate. He's the counselor. He will, it says he will lead you into all truth. He is the Holy Spirit that will lead you into all truth. And, you know, many people, or I, I, I shouldn't say many, but some people in, in you know, in, in, in the body, they, they uh, have this thing where they say, you know, the Holy Spirit, who is the Holy Spirit? How do you know if you're filled with the Holy Spirit? You know, if, if you feel something or, or you know, they, they wait for, for that feeling, for, for a sensation to come. They wait for, uh, you know, to, to, be, to, to feel better. You know, they're going through something tough. God, I want to feel better. Holy Spirit, come. You know, you're go, going through something and, and, and you want, and that's good. You know, or, or you know, s- s- some people, they, they see the Holy Spirit as being uh, just s- someone who makes their prayer life better or the worship experience better. I don't know. You know, many people have different things. You know, some people, they, they, they say, how do you know you have the Holy Spirit? If you, if you speak in tongues, that's how you have the Holy Spirit. And, you know, those are all good. And, you know, that's the thing that sets Christianity apart from any other religion is that we have the Holy Spirit. We have the presence of God. God is with us. God has filled us. We, we feel his comfort. We feel his grace, you know. Uh, we feel him. He is with us. You know, other religions can't say that. You know, there's no presence of Buddha. There's no presence of Allah or Muhammad or Confucius or, you know, anybody else. There's, they, 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 there's no presence. of they, they don't have a presence, right? Jesus the only one that, that gives us his presence. He's the only one that, that allows us to, to, to feel that comfort. But, but the word that is used in verse 17, it says, He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all what? All truth. It says He leads into all truth. It, it could have used a lot of different words here. It could have used who leads into all love or leads into all grace or He is the Holy Spirit who makes your life better or He is the Holy Spirit that, uh, you know, that, that gets you a nice car or the, the inside tip on on winning the lottery or you know gets you a better house or it could have used a lot of different words but it said he is the holy spirit that leads you into all truth you know the way that you know that you have the holy spirit in you is is not by feeling it's not by something it's it's because you are filled with truth because you are filled with the truth of god that's what god wants to do is god wants to fill us with truth he wants to lead us into all truth that's that's the word that God used, that, that's what is most important to him, is truth. Do we know the truth? Do we have the truth in us? It's, there's John, John 8, 32 says, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set, shall set you free. The truth shall, shall, shall set you, excuse me, it shall set you free. And, um, you know, let's, let, let's look at the disciples. The disciples, uh, they had the Holy Spirit. We read today, Acts chapter 2. Uh, Holy Spirit came down, uh, flames, flames of fire were over them. So let me ask you as a question, and you can, you can answer if you know the answer. Uh, did the disciples have the Holy Spirit before Acts chapter 2? Did they have the Holy Spirit? Yes, no. Who says yes? Who says no? Okay, who says I don't know? <laughs> okay. Did, the whole, did they have the Holy Spirit? Yes, they did have the Holy Spirit. They had the Holy Spirit before Acts chapter 2. In John 20, you don't have to turn there, but in John 20, Jesus entered the house and he said, peace be with you. And he breathed on them and they received the Holy Spirit. 
And, and he said, and, and so they had the Holy Spirit uh, before Acts chapter 2. And we see that in, in Acts chapter 1, Peter stood up and he said, uh, he said that, brothers, we have to, we have to replace Judas because he, he hung himself. So now we have, to, we have to choose a new person to replace Judas because the scriptures say. And, and he found a scripture, and I have no idea how he even found that scripture for Judas. It was in Psalms, and there's no way he would have known unless by the Holy Spirit. And so we already see that in Acts 1, they had the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit revealed that to him, and they replaced Judas with another disciple who was always with them from the beginning. And so if Acts chapter 1 hadn't happened, Acts chapter 2 wouldn't have happened. Because unless they had the 12 disciples set up, the Holy Spirit wouldn't have come. And so we need the truth of God before the gifts. See, the Holy Spirit gives gifts. Tongues is a gift. Tongues is a gift of God. Who, who in here has the gift of tongues? Okay, most of the people have the gift of tongues. Who does not have the gift of tongues? Okay, well, very few. Okay, very few do not have the gift of tongues. See, the gift, the, the gift of tongues is an awesome gift. It is a huge, uh, it, it helps us to pray. The Holy Spirit prays through us. We don't know what we're praying, but he is praying through us. He's interceding for people. It says it with groanings that cannot be uttered. We don't know what to pray about, but the Holy Spirit is praying through us. Uh, and, and, you know, you could be praying about going to Africa or, you know, going somewhere. Or you could be praying about God sending you somewhere or God using you, and you don't even know it. You know, so the Holy Spirit prays through you His perfect will. And it's an awesome gift. It's an awesome, um, it's an awesome thing to have, but it's not the most important thing. It's an evidence of the Holy Spirit, but it's not the evidence, right? Uh, you know, people, there's people that, that speak in tongues that lie, that, uh, you know, they, they do bad things, they, they cheat other people, and yet they speak in tongues. And there's many people that, that are not with God, and yet they somehow still speak in tongues because uh, the gifts of God are not withdrawn. He doesn't take them back once he gives it to us. And there's many gifts. There's gifts of healing. Uh, there's gifts of, uh, you know, kindness. There's gift of prophecy. There's a gift of uh, miracles. There's all sorts of gifts that the Holy Spirit gives. But the most important thing is not the gifts. It's, it's knowing the truth. That's, that's why the Holy Spirit wants to lead us into all truth. And so uh, it says, there's two things. It says that he is the Holy Spirit who leads you into all truth. So are we being led by the Holy Spirit? It says in, in Romans 8, 14, it says those that are led by the Spirit of God, those are the sons of God or the children of God. Uh, if, you, if you are led by God, then, then you belong to God. So when people get saved, when, when a person gets saved, I know it's kind of a teaching, but we're going to just kind of go over these things. When, when a person gets saved, he, is, he's, he has the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit begins to lead us. And many people, you know, they, they go forward, they get, they get some gifts of the Holy Spirit, but then uh, the Holy Spirit begins bugging them. And they kind of leave, uh, they kind of, they stop listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit. Uh, because the Holy Spirit will tell you things like, go witness to that person, you know, uh, separate yourself from those people, you know, stop doing this, start doing that. The Holy Spirit will lead us into those kinds of things. And so many times, God starts leading people, and they start ignoring the Holy Spirit. And there, there's, a, there's a danger in there. So we know that we belong with God if we're being led 
by God, if we feel his Holy Spirit leading us. You know, a lot of people, the Holy Spirit, uh, we are a temple of the Holy Spirit, but, there, but some people are like a prison of the Holy Spirit, where the Holy Spirit is in them, but he can't do anything. He can't talk to them. He's, he's just there. He's just kind of, they're kind of caged him. They, they ignore him every single time that he speaks, every single time he talks, every single time he, he tells you, you know, uh, read the word, pray, go, go talk to somebody about me, you know, do something. And, and they ignore the Holy Spirit. They, they refuse to. And I don't know where that line is of where you ignore the Holy Spirit enough times that he leaves you completely. I don't know where that line is. I don't know how you know if, if a person... Uh, you know, if, if the Holy Spirit is still inside of them, where's that point where he leaves them completely? But I do know that, uh, that a person can leave God where, where the Holy Spirit leaves them and they are no longer able to return to God. Uh, and that is a very scary condition. That's why blaspheme against the Holy Spirit is the only sin that's not forgivable. And, you know, I used to think when I was small, I used to think, man, what if I, you know, in my thoughts, I, I somehow blasphemed the Holy Spirit or I said something or thought something and it somehow blasphemed the Holy Spirit. And, you know, that, that's not how it really works because when you blaspheme the Holy Spirit, uh, it's basically you're at a point of no return. You've gone so far, you basically hate God and you won't return to him and you blaspheme him. And that's the only sin that's not forgivable because a person in that condition is already, it's, it's too late for him. And I don't know where, where that line is, but as, as the Holy Spirit begins leading us, it's our job to be led by him, to be sensitive to what his voice is saying, to be sensitive to what he's doing at that moment in our lives. There's many times when I felt the Holy Spirit leading, uh, you know, uh, one time I felt the Holy Spirit leading me to read the Bible, and I read, uh, to, read to read the Bible more, I mean, you should read the Bible every day, but uh, I started reading the Bible more, and I read it three times in about nine months, nine months to a year. I read it three times, and, and I don't read it like that all the time, but I felt like during that time, God, was, God wanted me to read the Bible that much, and that was just a time that I had to do. I had to see God, and that helped me so much because I got the Word in me, and you know, God will, God will challenge you. God will, will lead you by His Holy Spirit. He will, ta- he will tell you to take a fast to, uh, you know, to pray more, to, to, to do whatever, to, to help somebody out, or you, you see something and, you know, to stop and go back and talk to that person. You know, the Holy Spirit will, will lead you. We have to be sensitive to that voice. We cannot ignore it. It is, it is a very, it's a danger to ignore the voice of the Holy Spirit. Uh, that's why God says, uh, uh, don't say, don't harden your hearts because today is a day of salvation. Today is a day that you make changes. Today is... Is the, is the day that you listen to the Holy Spirit and you don't put it off till later. So uh, being led by the Holy Spirit, you know, the Holy Spirit wants to lead us into a closer relationship with God. That's his, that's his goal. Uh, the Holy Spirit wants to lead us to a closer relationship. He doesn't care, you know, oh, it, is he having fun? Is, he, is, is she, you know, doing everything that she wants to do? He, he doesn't really care about that as much. Uh, th- those things are all good, but... But the Holy Spirit cares that we have a relationship with Him. That's what He cares about. Are we drawing closer to God? That's, that's, his, that's what He's doing in us. He's doing things. He's working in us. He's getting idols out of our lives. He's making sure that nothing gets set up in our heart that would take the place of God. That's His work. So when you feel that tugging, that means that you are being led by God to do something. 
And those are the, those are the things that we can't ignore. We have, to, we have to hear that leading, and we have to, we have to uh, go out on it. You know, we have to take a step on, on that. And there's, there's, a, there's different ways that we could be led by God. We could be led by His Word, by reading His Word. His Word will lead us. Uh, by other people. Uh, you know, sometimes the Holy Spirit will speak to us. We will hear His voice. But, you know, I honestly, just kind of with experience, I honestly believe that God speaks, uh, especially at a younger age, God speaks to us most, uh, mostly through other people, uh, mostly through parents, through leaders, uh, spiritual leaders, through, uh, you know, pastor, Yuma, people that are in authority. Uh, you know, when, when we're young, uh, uh, you know, if we're immature in God, we don't, we don't really know as much. Uh, a lot of times we won't see in the word or we won't hear his voice. But somebody can tell us something. And God, I've seen that in my life so much. God uses authority. God will use, God uses my parents so much. God will speak through your parents. You know, your parents might not even uh, understand. They might not even see how that God is using them. But God will use your parents to speak to you. It's, it's an amazing thing, but he will actually, they, they might not be so spiritual, they, but God will use them. God will, God will put something on their heart because it says that the, that the heart of a king is in the hand of God. And God will put it on your parents' heart to, do, to tell you to do something. Or, you know, many times God is speaking through your parents when they're telling you. You know, we, we, we're reading in, in, our, uh, in our Bible study in G12, we're reading in Proverbs where, where Solomon would say, My child, listen to my command. Uh, he said, My child, he would repeat it over and over. My child, listen to what I'm telling you. Listen to my command. Listen, listen. Because he, because he wants to tell him something. And that's, it's, it's, God will be speaking through your parents. God will be speaking through your authority. You know, um, I, my, my spiritual leader is Dima. And so I just made a decision. I said, you know, uh, if Dima tells me something, that's the voice of God telling, telling that to me right there. You know, that's God speaking. And he might not even know it, but whatever he says, that's God saying to me. And, you know, it takes faith. When, when your leader tells you something, it takes faith. To, to say that is from God. That, yep, that's God right there. That's God speaking. It takes faith because sometimes it's something you don't want to hear, something you don't like to hear, and, and you can say, oh, what, what if that's not from God? You know, I've heard that excuse before. Well, how do you know they're speaking from God? How do you know that's God? Or what, what if they're wrong? You know, what if, what if they're just, what if they're doing, what if they're making a mistake? You know, uh, our job is not to criticize and not to make that decision. Our job is to do, is to be, uh, you know, who God has called us to be, to follow God and trust that God will work out everything. Even if they're wrong, God will work out everything for the good of us because we believe in him. And, um, you know, we, we have to have faith in our destiny. You know, we all have a destiny. We have to have faith that God is working it out, that we don't, we, we're not in control of everything. You know, when, when we start taking control of things and we, you know, we start trying to orchestrate things. We start, we start trying to put things together. And we, we try to take God's place. And God, you're not doing this. And God, I wanted this. And you're not doing this, so I'm going to do it myself. You know, and once you start, you know, taking God's place and, and you know, you, you start getting, you start orchestrating your own life. You, you get on the conductor's table, you know. You start orchestrating everything. That's when you can mess something up. And, man, you can, you can really mess something up there. So you have to allow uh, authority to speak to you and just have faith. You know what? God is, God is speaking through them. And, and you will see how God will bless you through that. Amazing. It's an amazing blessing. 
Uh, so so uh, we, we are, we're led by the Spirit, but we're also led into the truth. God wants to, God wants to fill us with the truth. God wants us to know truth. What is truth? What is not truth? The truth is in the Word of God. That's why it's so important to read the Bible every day. It's so important to read the Bible every day. Uh, who has read the Bible so far every day for 31 days this whole year? Let me see if you're up to speed. You read today. Okay. There's a lot of you. Okay. Who has not read today but has read for 30 days? Okay. So either you did or you didn't. All right. And we have to read the Bible every, every day. We have to read the Bible every single day. There, there is no other truth but the Bible. You can't, you know, make, you know, ask for somebody's opinion. Opinions don't count. It's what is written in the Word of God. And, you know, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of false messages, false things being preached right now. There's a lot of things that are not right, and uh, they're, they're deceptions. And there's a lot of false gospels. Uh, there's, you know, I've heard about a, a hyper-grace gospel. There's a gospel that says that you could do anything and God doesn't see your sin. God doesn't, doesn't care about what you do because you're saved. So he doesn't see your sin. So yeah, you shouldn't sin, but hey, it's okay if you do because God still loves you and he still forgives you. And it's true, he, God will forgive you, but, but it's abusing uh, the grace of God. It's a hyper grace. It's taking God's grace and making it something that it's not. There, there's a, it's, it's, it's a very deceptive uh, because because they, they will use scripture. And, but, but there's a lot of them that are actually, now they're throwing out scripture. They said, you can't, you can't listen to the words of Jesus. So these, what we're reading right now, we got to throw that out. Because Jesus, uh, he, he was speaking to Jewish people. And you see, we're not Jewish people. We're not under the law anymore. So now we're in the new covenant. So we can throw out everything that Jesus said. And uh, the Old Testament, yeah, we could... Ignore that as well because the Old Testament was not for us. So we get rid of the Old Testament. We get rid of the words of Jesus. And, you know, where is that going to end? There's many people that, that, that actually believe that you cannot base your, your, uh, your life on the words of Jesus. That's, that's a deception, you know. And there's, there's, a, lot of these, uh, there's a lot of these messages. Uh, you know, there's, there's, this, there's this false, uh, there's, this, there's this message of easy believism, like, it's, it's, a, it's an American culture kind of Christianity. I don't know if you guys seen it, heard about it, heard, you know, people preach. And, and it's, it's very easy to, it's, it's kind of, it's like, hey, just come to church. Just come to church. I recently saw a, uh, a video about, about, you know, a team. And I don't know if you guys seen all their logos. Uh, I don't know. All of their stuff is all over cars and it's just everywhere now. I think they're going to the Super Bowl or something, right? Seahawks, something like that. You guys know what I'm talking about, right? And they made a video about the Seahawks. So this church, so you're wondering, why is the church making it? There's a church very close to here, very close. And um, they made a video about the Seahawks. And they made two videos, actually. So you're wondering, why is the church making a video about the Seahawks? I don't know. Uh, What's more than that, though, is that the video was very, uh, I don't know what's a good word to use for it. But very questionable, I would say. Uh, I mean, they, I'm not going to go into detail, but I mean, there was a guy taking a bath there, drinking beer. You know, that should probably tell you everything that you need to know about that video. And, and uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a bunch of people drinking beer, watching the game. And it's, 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 a church, it's a church that made this video, 
and uh, you know they. I went on their website. I'm like, man, what, what's, what kind of church is this? Went on their website. I, I read it. You know, they say, oh, just come. Come as you are. Come and you don't have to dress up. Just come. Just relax. Got to be relaxed. Uh, you know, you can expect about three songs. We'll sing about three songs. You know, you can sing along with them or you could just, or you can listen. You don't have to sing along with them, you know. Just be relaxed. Be, be okay there. Uh, you know, the whole thing will be over in about 80 minutes. whole thing will be over in about 80 minutes. That was the, the exact words that I used. The whole thing will be over in, eight, in about 80 minutes. And you, and you think uh, that really, that, I mean, you're, you're just going to suffer for 80 minutes. But just come on, hold in there. You got 80 minutes to last. You can make it through church. You're a good Christian. And, I mean, can you imagine, uh, can you imagine that kind of, uh, that, you know, Apostle Paul coming back, you know, after being beheaded. And he's alive. And, you know, Apostle Peter, who was crucified upside down on a cross. You know, Apostle John being boiled in oil. Uh, You know, Thomas, you know, we kind of make fun of him because he doubted. But he was in India, and he got pulled apart by horses. And that's the gospel that they died for. You know, millions of Christians died. Uh, They were torn apart by lions. They were burned. They were tortured. And that's the kind of legacy that we have as Christians. Uh, it's, It's not some easy thing that you just walk into and you're oh hey i'm a christian too is you know we're all cool and and i mean it's it's i mean can you imagine if one of them came back and they're like really this is this is what is being preached now this is this is the kind of christianity and there's preachers that are saying you don't have to pray you don't have to fast you don't have to you don't have to try i don't do it so why should you and and it's just this very uh just this surface christianity and, and there's a lot of this kind of stuff going on. You know, there's the prosperity gospel that, that people believe that God gave us uh, all the things. You know, uh, can you, uh, I know that there's a picture. I asked him to put, put a picture up. Can you put that picture up of Jesus um, on the cross? And, I mean, look, I mean, th- this picture kind of sums it up. What have we done to Jesus? You know, th- these are the things that Jesus gives us. This is what he died for. This is what he did. He gave us gifts. You know, he allows us to drink. He allows us to do whatever we want. And that's, that's, that's the Jesus that we serve. And there's a lot of this kind of, uh, there's a lot of this kind of false kind of th- 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 these things going on. And that's why we have to understand, we have to know what is truth. And thank you, you can put that picture down now. Uh, that's why we have to understand what is truth. What is, what does the word of God say? What is holiness? You know, they don't talk about holiness. Holiness is excused now. Holiness is, is kind of put on a back burner. You don't have to be holy. Uh, now you could do anything and you, you get away with it. And there's this, it's, it's, it's a deception that and, uh, Apostle Paul said it would happen. And that's why we have to read what's in the Bible. What does the Bible say? If you're not holy, you will not see the Lord. You know, there's, 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 we have to read, and that's Apostle Paul said that. It was in Old Testament. That was, or actually it was uh, Hebrews. We don't know who wrote Hebrews. But uh, we have to read the Bible. We have to know the Bible. We have to, we have to understand what does the Bible say. So when we hear preaching, we hear teaching, we have to match it up. What is true? What is not? And, you know, uh, so, so we have to be led into the truth. And now let's go to last scripture, John 16. John 16, just next in a couple of chapters, uh, starting from verse 5. John 16, verse 5. Um, <clears throat> it says, 
But now I am going away to the one who sent me, and now one of you is asking where I am going. Instead, you grieve because of what I've told you. But in fact, it is best for you that I go away, because if I don't, the Advocate or the Holy Spirit won't come. If I do go away, then I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world of its sin and of God's righteousness and of the coming judgment. The world's sin is that it refuses to believe in me. Righteousness is available because I go to the Father and you will see me no more. Judgment will come because the ruler of this world has already been judged. There is so much more I want to tell you, but you can't bear it now. When the, Holy, when the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. There it is again. He will not speak on his own, but will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you about the future. He will bring me glory by telling you whatever he receives from me. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That is why I said the Spirit will tell you whatever he receives from me. He will tell you whatever he receives from me. And uh, the Holy Spirit is a spirit that lifts up Jesus. He is, he is the, the Holy Spirit. He is God. He deserves praise. He deserves us to worship Him. And, and we, He is God. He is, there's God the Father, God the Son, but there's also God the Holy Spirit. And He, he, is, not, he is as much God as God the Father and God the Son. And, but the Holy Spirit, he, he gives glory to Jesus. He gives glory to Jesus. He lifts up Jesus. It's, he's also known as the Spirit of Jesus. Because the Holy Spirit wants to lead us into all truth. Jesus said, I am the truth. And so the Holy Spirit wants us to see Jesus. That is his job description. That's, his, that's what he wants to do. He wants, to, he wants us to see Jesus. He wants us to, to be more like Jesus. Okay, that's, He's leading us into all truth. That means he's leading us to become more like Jesus. He's lifting up Jesus. He's uh, exalting him. And the Holy Spirit... He is preparing us for Jesus. He is preparing us for the bride. Uh, I mean, we are the bride, and he's preparing us for the king. Like in Esther, uh, Haggai was the, uh, was the eunuch, and he prepared Esther. He, he got her ready. He, he uh, put perfumes on her. He, he made sure that she was a queen, uh, that she was ready for the king, right? She, he got her ready for the king, and the Holy Spirit wants to get us ready for the king. Uh, the king is coming back. Jesus, Jesus is coming back. He's, he's going to come back. He's not coming back for, for, just, for just some kind of a, you know, some kind of a girl. He's coming back for a bride. He's coming back for, for uh, a bride that is sinless, spotless, you know, a bride that is, that, that is following after him in holiness. That's who, the, that's who Jesus is coming back after. And the, and the Holy Spirit wants to prepare us to be that bride, you know. It's uh, can I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I should, but I'm gonna I'm gonna ask this question. Uh, the Seahawks are playing on Sunday, all right. And uh, just kind of a question: Who is gonna? Who is? Uh, who is preparing to watch the game? It's at three thirty. Who's gonna watch the game? Okay. Most people, some people, half people are gonna watch the game. Now we have prayer at five o'clock. We have prayer at five o'clock. Uh, and who is still planning, if you are going to watch the game, who is still planning on coming to prayer? Let me see your hand. All right, that's awesome. Okay, who is not planning to come to prayer and skip out on prayer and watch the whole game? Okay, nobody. That's, that is awesome. You see, the whole, the, uh, 
the Seahawks game is, is, is great, you know, happens once every now and then, but prayer is eternal. You know, prayer changes eternity. Prayer affects eternity. Uh, what kind of Christianity is it where, where, you're, where you are forced uh, by something that's happening to not to skip out on prayer? What kind? I mean, I don't, I don't believe that Jesus is coming back for us and, and, we're, and that, that's what we're, you know, that's what we're, we're into. It's, you know, Jesus is just, you know, whenever, whenever you're comfortable. No, Jesus, Jesus wants to prepare us for something that's, that's eternal. I mean, this, this world is going to burn with fire. Everything is going to disappear. But what's eternal is going to remain. And the Holy Spirit wants us to, to work for eternity, to, uh, to, to have eternity in mind. That's why every time, every time we, every day we live, it's, we should always have our eyes on eternity. We got to have our eyes on, on the coming judgment. What's, what's going to happen? You know, this world is going to end. Jesus is coming back. And we have to be a temple that is, uh, that is ready for Jesus. We have to be a, a, a bride. We have to be, we have to be a temple. Not just, not just some easy easy come, easy go kind of a Christian, you know, but a, but, but a bride that is ready, that has been ready by the Holy Spirit and ready for him to use for every good work. And I believe the Holy Spirit's going to use us. And he, you know, he, he, he's already using us. And I believe there's going to be more. But that's where we have to say, okay, if I have the Holy Spirit inside of us, I must be a temple of the Holy Spirit. I must walk in holiness, uh, sinless, spotless. That, that's we, 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 are, we are the bride of Christ. We are, we are his, 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 you know, his prized possession. And he's coming back for us. So we have to live our lives knowing that, that Jesus is coming back. And knowing that we are a temple of God. And to live every day knowing that we're a temple. And, uh, you know, we're going we're gonna to pray right now. And, uh, you know, as, as we're going uh, we're gonna, to we're gonna begin just to pray and ask the Holy Spirit just to change us. And, you know, if you, if you really need prayer, if you feel like, like you've grieved the Holy Spirit, you walked away from Him, uh, your lifestyle doesn't match up, uh, you know, you're a temple of the Holy Spirit, but, uh, but you haven't been acting like a temple of the Holy Spirit. And, you know, if you, if, you, if you need to repent, if you need a change, if you need something, you know, you need a fresh feeling, just then, then you know, come up here and, and you know, you'll uh, just come up here and somebody will pray for you. Uh, you know, if you if you want the Holy Spirit, if you if you don't have tongues, ask the ask ask God to receive the gifts of tongues, and let's everybody else will, let's just stand up right now. Let's just seek God and ask Him just to make just to make us a temple of the Holy Spirit, just to turn us into a temple. Make us God, make us a temple of Your Holy Spirit. God, make us a temple of Your Holy Spirit. God, you are you are the Holy Spirit. You you don't you don't. You don't abide in just anybody, Lord. You don't live in just in, in any person. Holy Spirit, you are, you are the one that, that abides in the temple. You abide in the temple, Lord. And, and God, we, we are your temple. Lord, we are the temple of the Most High. We are the temple of the living.